this is not going to be a normal episode. It's been a week of tragedy after a week of tragedy after a week of tragedy. We can't not talk about it. It would be wrong for us to not talk about it. So we're going to just do that. We're going to talk about it. We'll get off Grand River. We'll cover some stories and we'll answer your Twitter questions. But the first half of this episode, it's going to be a little weird. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves to Wolverines Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined, as always, by my dear friend, Kevin Greck. Greck, how you doing? Uh, great, dear friend. I, this is like when I get a compliment and I don't know how to handle it. I'm just so on guard in this moment that for you to say dear friend, it's like throws me off entirely. <laughs> I... I have to sit down and think about what just happened. It's um, it is going to be a weird episode, indeed. <laughs> uh, just trying to set the mood. Um, of course, we would like to thank you all for listening. Uh, you know the spiel: rate, review, subscribe. Find us on Twitter at Spartan underscore Pod. Um, leave us a rating or a review if you if you like. That'd be great. But um, with that, we we want to get into some current events um, and. Uh, if you want to know what the Spartan crossover is to the death of George Floyd, frankly, I don't think there needs to be one. Um, but there is crossover in that, um, Mel Tucker or head football coach, Tom Izzo or head basketball coach and Susie Merchant or head women's basketball coach have all issued statements, um, regarding the death of George Floyd and, and, um, how people should respond, um, you know, Kevin, do you want to give some context on uh, if if someone doesn't know what what's been going on and what's happening? Yeah. So at the time of this taping, I would expect just about everyone listening to know uh, a gentleman by the name of uh, George Floyd was killed in the course of routine. What should have been routine police action last week caught on video. Um, justifiably, there were uh many protests starting in Minneapolis and then going across the country. Um, at the time of this, uh, recording things appear to be escalating in Washington DC in a very, very concerning way. Um, so it's, it's heavy. Um, and it's heavy for everyone. If you're listening to this, I'm sure this is emotionally affecting you in some way. This is, I've, it's becoming clear to me that this is going to go down in like uh Rodney King, you know, LA early nineties, you know, all several of the civil um, rights protests of the, of the sixties things that as we'll get into in Twitter questions, because there will still be Twitter questions. Um, <clears throat> I probably am not as well versed in as I should be. Um, so it's a very troubling time for us. Uh, unfortunately, leadership in the country is not equipped to deal with such an occurrence as becoming more and more clear in a way that cannot be denied, even in a podcast that endeavors to stay apolitical. Um, it's, uh, I mean, if there wasn't, and this is coming from the perspective of two 
white men who do not have to worry about police actions in their community. Um, have you like, how many police encounters have you ever even like had Jonesy? Like other than getting away with shooting off some, uh, some, uh, some, uh, counterfeit fireworks, fireworks like, mm-hmm. I just, I have never had any cause to be alarmed by police. And, um, clearly, obviously that does not apply to everyone. And when one, and I know there may even be listeners of this podcast that are wondering, you know, well, why does that justify what are being, what's being interpreted as violent actions across the country? And the answer to that question is, if, if the status quo doesn't work for you, like you have that opinion because the status quo works for you. And if the status quo doesn't work for you, then what good is it? That's the question being asked across the country. Now, am, am I saying burn the whole world down? No, of course not. But I'm saying that is the mindset, the desperate mindset that's causing these kinds of actions being instigated by a murder that took place. Yeah. So it's, no, I, um, and, and some ahead. of the fix what I just of, said. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, some, not all, but a, a great amount of the, the looting and property destruction has been, um, committed by people who, uh, are not affiliated with uh, the the original protest or have agendas outside of what have been a great number of, of inspiring um, peaceful protests. And, you know, uh, and, and have sadly distracted from the larger message that is important. Um, I, Look, I, I, I think the reason we wanted to talk about this, and we're going to get into the coach's statements here in a second, because they certainly had some more time to craft things, and we could have, but I, I we we wanted to just sort of speak truthfully and from the heart here is that, um, you know, as Kevin said, as we endeavor to stay apolitical, we, we've also said we're, we're not going to shy away from our, our human values. And, um, Kevin and I are uh, unequivocally of the conviction that that black lives matter and that we have for centuries been trying to undo or hide or remedy or or sweep under the rug the uh, the original sin of slavery and we have made progress but god we are so far so far from everyone being able to live the same life of privilege that I get to live, that Kevin gets to live. Um, and so the, the fact of the matter is, is that, well, we have these values. It's not enough just to merely have them that, that you need to do things about it. And so while many of you, I, I assume hopefully all of you, um, who listen have the same values about the dignity of human life and that all people deserve to be treated equally and have the same 
ability to pursue happiness. Um, the, the reality is that that's not the case in this country. And so if you see something, you need to say something. If you, if, if you see microaggressions, if you see subtle racism, you need to say something. You need to call it out. I need to have done a better job in my life as I look back on so many things, you know, that, that I, I could have said something that, you know, it, it just, we need to live the values that we say that we hold. And, um, you know, we, we, and I, if it's okay, Kevin, I'll just use that as a transition to, to Mel Tucker's statement mm-hmm. who, um, I thought, you know, it, it did a, a far better job than anything I've been saying, um, of, of pointing to his pain, um, and the difficulty surrounding articulating, um, how hard it is to have seen the video of George Floyd dying, um, with him crying for his mother, saying that he can't breathe, um, as one police officer did that and three others looked on. Um, but, you know, he also mentioned that he's thankful to police officers, generally speaking. Um, you know, he, he recognizes that um, a great number of them have served him over the years. And, and he acknowledged the difficulty of, of speaking about uh, current events, if you will, um, because as a football coach, um, he doesn't want to alienate people of his fan base. Um, but he wrapped things up. Well, he, he, he both quoted Dr. King in saying that, uh, people should not be afraid. I'm paraphrasing to do what's right on behalf of a person or animal. And that, you know, society's punishments are small compared to the wounds we inflict on our soul when we look the other way. Um, and, and wrapped up with, with John F. Kennedy, um, saying that efforts and courage are not enough without purpose and direction. And so I, I, coach Tucker's was, I believe one of the first statements to come out from a a football coach. Um, I found it to be, uh, inspiring and I appreciated his leadership. What did you feel when you read it? Yeah, I thought, um, well, I wonder if it would be different now. It was, it was early on yeah. and it was measured. Let me, in, in an order of severity is not the word in an order of like umph, I guess, I don't know how you would measure these things, but it was kind of the most middle of the road. I don't know if that's a reflection of who he is as a guy. I don't know if that's a reflection of him being a brand new coach with, you know, for a university that he hasn't even really been able to be on campus with. Although, you know, he had been on campus as a student here, uh, as a grad assistant. So he knows East Lansing, you know, generally, um, Susie merchants, I thought was, was the most forceful of them all. Um, so I, you know, I, I appreciated that he had a statement to make at the time and I grew to appreciate it even more as things escalated across the country. Yeah. 
Um, and you know, I, um, shoot there. I mean, there have been, I, you know, I think Tom Izzo and, and Susie, uh, merchants statements are, are, um, powerful. Uh, it, I don't want to say more powerful, but there is, there is weight, I, I guess for, for me in that, um, that they, they are more of a call to action to, uh, <laughs> to, to white people to, yes. to take, to take action. Yes. Um, you know, uh, um, Susie Merchant, uh, um, one, one of her lines is as a leader of women, it has always been my mission and passion to empower young women and have an effective voice to articulate and inspire change. Now is the time to speak up and speak out. Silence is, is not an option. We all need to be an ally for those who are oppressed and stand up for what's right. May love prevail always. Um, you know, Tom Izzo talked about the, you know, the, the time that he's, he's spent around, uh, you know, plenty of black families, particularly, you know, as I mean, not even just his team, but all the, all the kids that he's recruited in their family members. Um, and, and sort of, uh, I, I think Tom Izzo's was a bit more reflective on, on the life of, um, of, uh, more reflective of the, the need to do, uh, listening as, um, mm-hmm. as white people and to uh, ingest those messages and then take action, um, through empathy and, and learning. Right. I mean, they, they're all different in their own right and uh, all worth a read. Um, I don't know this. It, I feel like we're stumbling through this, but it, it's shit just sucks and it hurts yeah, well, and I'm angry. And <laughs> as a country, we're stumbling through this. Um, so it's fitting. We should be no more articulate than. <laughs> yeah, I mean, than we are as as a country. Um it, oh. It's been a gut punch of a of a couple of weeks here, and uh, unfortunately, I don't see any indication that things aren't going to stay a gut punch or get worse. I mean, there's there's no hope right now for some kind of uplifting statement to come from. In position of power as you would generally hope for in a case like this as we've come to rely on in cases like these and uh in fact maybe it seems that the opposite is true that yeah no it's, i mean and actions will be plunging us further into uh more violence and and more hatred yeah it, i mean let's just say it that you know as we were recording or shortly before recording the the president has declared that he's sending the military in which is maybe illegal um but that's really not the point um to to perform police actions and instead of a message uh trying to bring people together um trying to provide empathy um trying to provide purpose and direction. We just 
have more anger. And it, 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 it just, it sucks. <laughs> I don't have good words for it, but I, I'm, I'm hurting right now. And, um, and I, I just, I, and I'm, I'm hurting partly because I want to do more. I want to make sure that, um, all the, all the black people that are in my lives, uh, life know that, um, I see them and that I appreciate them and value them completely. And I just, I need to do more to be an ally. And so I guess where maybe we can just end it is, um, you know, uh, we can all do more to educate ourselves. We can all do more to listen and we can all do more to speak up and advocate for those who have been historically oppressed. Um, Michigan State is a institution that um, we like to believe is about opportunity and egalitarianism and inclusion. And um, it's, it, you know, it, has, it is, is Spartan values. And it's had some success in those Spartans values, and it's had some challenges in those Spartan values. And uh, as an alum... I I feel a duty to track what's happening at the university and to and to be engaged with it to keep and that's part of why we started this podcast. Um so not just in this matter but but in others as well. Um and that extends you know to my city and my state and my country. Yeah. Um, and we didn't talk about it, uh, and we maybe should have, but, um, the other person who came out with a statement that is, is worth a read. Um, and again, better said than anything, um, we did here, but president Stanley, um, released a statement three days ago, um, that is also worth a read, um, because it not only talked about George Floyd, Floyd, but Maude Arbery and Breonna Taylor, um, who was also shot by police recently. Um, yes. So God, we got to do better. Um, so with that, um, thank you for listening to us stumble through, uh, what is still pretty emotional. Um, and let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Kevin. (laughs) Um, we saved it. Uh, to maybe be a buffer, but we are, of course, presented by Fraser's Pub, um, uh, where everyone can buy a beer. Um, they are still currently open Hold on. daily. Wait. There we go. There we go. There we go. Um, they're still currently open daily from 12 to 8 p.m. Um, they are available for uh, uh, pickup, curbside. Um, take out what have you uh if you can give them a call pay over the phone you can get bottled beer they'll take it out to your car and it, it sounds like maybe june 15th is the magical day kevin uh it could be sooner than that it could be as soon as this weekend you're not That's- in the state but big gretch has announced that the state sooner than expected is moving into her stage four 
of her coronavirus abatement plan, uh, which could include dine-in service as soon as this weekend. That is great to hear. Um, we might have to do something special for anyone who wants to go out to Fraser's Pub. Um, we'll get, we should we'll get in touch with Fraser's and and see if there's something we can do. If any listener feels comfortable venturing out, um, I know that for the servers and it's a small business, even the owners, it's been a tough couple months. And so, if and when people are ready, if and when they're able. Um, you know, uh, please, please give Frazier's, uh, a visit. And for those who do venture out, whether it's to Frazier's or elsewhere, um, those servers have been living without their primary source of income for a while. Um, make sure you take care of them through the tip. So, um, that's my PSA. And now I'm going to get off of my high horse, uh, and move off Grand River. Gavin, big news. (laughs) Yeah, so a couple things things have happened. Uh, One, it's been announced that MSU is officially going to be opening in-person classes next fall. And President Stanley and still acting uh, uh, Provost Teresa Sullivan hosted a sort of a Q&A with folks with questions. It sounds like uh, there are still outstanding plans for larger classes, but smaller classes will be spaced out in greater amounts. Uh, there will still be social distancing rules in effect across the campus. So they're, they're still working those things out. Um, president Stanley is comfortable with, uh, the risks that are involved with this, but uh, thinks that it's worthwhile. Uh, and I had some conversations with the friends over the weekend about learning environments and, and you know, how effective is it really if you're learning everything online? Um, so, I mean, I think we all, I think Jonesy and I, we agree that there is obviously some risk involved in this. It This is not a perfect system. This is calculated. Um, there won't be classes after uh, Thanksgiving break. So every all the students will go home at Thanksgiving and that will be it for the rest of the year. Um, I don't think we've talked about what that might mean for football games that would happen after Thanksgiving break. Um, fortunately, yeah, there won't just be, be many. The bowl game, right? The last, yeah. the last game is Thanksgiving weekend. That's true. And, and that's away this year? Yeah. Great. <laughs> um, so there we have it. You know, MSU is, I mean, pending, like we said, virus isn't going away. So pending some kind of huge spike in the state, which is a possibility or a likelihood, depending on your perspective on things. Um, we will at least have students on campus here in East Lansing, which I'm looking forward to, even if, I mean, statistically it does probably put me and my household a little bit more at risk for coronavirus, having that many more bodies a couple blocks away, but, um, I'm going to be happy to have them back. It has been weird having this place be just a ghost town town for the last several months. So do you enjoy summers there? Or do yeah. you because prefer- the students are all gone? Oh, no, not 
to that. I honestly, I don't know. There are people in this town that seem to just actively resent the students. Well, you and, you had that in Ann Arbor too, where you know we grew up right outside of right outside of Ann Arbor, and it's like, oh, thank God the students won't be there. It's like my perspective is I'm very appreciative of them while they're here. Uh, I'm happy to be here in the summer, and I'm happy to be able to get into Ricks whenever I want. Um, <laughs> but uh, it is always good to have them back in the fall, and just getting like the energy back around is sure. Just having them be around walking around making noise i i bought a house here because i have a appreciation for that kind of stuff um so it's uh it's i understand that there's a risk in all of this and if you are a student that's immunocompromised or you have other challenges fortunately there will be you know um actions to 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 help those students um so that they don't have to come back to campus and can still continue their their higher education um but generally speaking i'm glad that folks are going to be able to get back here and and have a fall uh on the banks of the red cedar um yeah it, it is exciting and you know um certainly uh I, I don't want to be, a, I'm not trying to be a buzzkill. Not that this episode has been particularly buzzworthy, but uh, the, you know, um, I, I guess it brings some nerves to me uh, more though, that we'll lose out again. Um, I, I think I said this last week that, that there's part of me that wishes that they would just say football in the spring, because I feel we'll, we're less likely to lose it. Um, so my hopes are officially up and I'm scared to get hurt again. <laughs> Just stay guarded, Michael Jones. Just stay guarded. I'm not ready to open my heart. Um, but yeah, well, so. Uh, we can uh, forgive you for being a little cynical right now. Uh, I think we're all a little cynical. Um, I honestly, I I don't know about you. What What are the current quarantine situations? Are you guys still on? shelter in place right now yeah um in, it sounds like end of the month maybe end of june yeah um is when you know it, i think uh i think gyms are it, you know gyms are supposed to open up i think at end of the month um it sounds like maybe by the 15th outdoor seating will be allowed at restaurants um but they've <sighs> New Jersey hasn't been great on communicating its uh, phasing out of uh, restrictions. That said, I think it's also because we haven't been petulant little children about (laughs) doing what we need to do for public health. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, you see a handful of like liberate New Jersey signs around, but it's not, you know, we didn't have um, totally on brand AK-47 wielding yahoos protesting at the Capitol um, in the same way that that Michigan did. So you should try it, man. It's great. <laughs> it's the only it's the only way to live. Um, so you know, it's I, I think what what's interesting about that though. Now that we're just kind of like 
going off script here is that the fact that it hasn't really seemed like restrictions have been loosening. For instance, uh, I believe crowds of 25 can gather outdoors now. Um, it's it makes me wonder when things do open back up if people are sort of scarred enough around here that even when things open back up, people aren't going to open back up. Um, well, I've begun having those conversations with people close to me, and I can tell you there are no immediate plans for the Greg family to be going into any of the various basement establishments this weekend. Um, <laughs> we're <laughs> occupancies are at like 50%. Um, but I, I don't think that's going to be quite enough for us. Um, you guys aren't going to the shark. I mean, we'll see if we can get like a land shark, you know, shark bowl delivered out the window or something like that. Um, <laughs> What I will say is it sounds like the city is going to shut down a good portion of Albert Street. Nice. Um, and just put tables and chairs out there and let uh, let those area restaurants. So that would be like your Hopcats, your Ella's Tecos, your Harper's, your Black Cat Bistros, your Barrio Tacos, the new one, um, Someday Jolly Pumpkin, just let them occupy that space out there. Now that I think I could get behind and you might see me down there, um, sporting a drink on Albert street, but I, I'm not sure that I'm willing to go into Charlie Kang's and have a seat quite yet, uh, or go into the peanut barrel and have a seat quite yet. Um, we'll see. What about, what about patio action at the barrel? Patio at the barrel is on, except for that's a small patio, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, speaking of small patios, uh, anyone who wants to go to Fraser's Pub, they do have a patio if that makes you feel more comfortable. You know would be really cool is if they opened up Valley Court Park behind Crunchies and you could just like Crunchies out in Valley Court Park. I'd be totally on board with that. Although as a server, I can't even imagine how awful that would be. Like, <laughs> just yeah like, you would need to have like table numbers like you know like uh the little numbers you stick in the thing um yeah uh so that that's very exciting um we have one other piece of off grand river news which is foster lawyer's brother frodo oh wait no <laughs> fletcher fletcher lawyer um has been offered by the university of michigan um can we should we should we talk about how Foster got the way better first name? Oh my god. Like <laughs> first I don't want principle really paid off with this one. <laughs> um also we we try not to be too hard on high school kids. Um <laughs> no. But he's he's family. Yeah, he's already in the family. We we can give him a good ribbon. This is the whitest kid on the planet. Like take a look. <laughs> Just give him a Google. Yeah, what did you say? Yeah. (laughs) He's got like the the white kid like part. I didn't even know that kids still had parts. I don't think parts existed in hair on any male past the age of like seven. Um, but it's still there for for Frodo Fletcher Lawyer. Um (laughs) so this is his first big power five offer, though, right? 
correct? Yeah, he's uh, he's class of 2022. Um, he has offers from um, Denver and uh, I named some other ones earlier. Oh, here it is. Um, he has offers from Denver, Detroit, and Toledo. He's currently unranked. Um, he is six four, uh, yeah, so he's, he's got his brother. Yeah, he's he's got some some inches on him, and he is class of twenty twenty two, as I said. So I mean, it's um, it's a little bit of, it's a little bit early, you know. I, I assume if Michigan offered him, uh, I don't know if that was just them trying to rib us a little bit. Um, but I, I assume yeah. some ranking I, is going to come. I don't think <laughs> Juwan Howard is offering kids just as a slight to MSU, but well, awesome. I mean, it's it's that or so either somehow Izzo has totally missed on this and he's not on his radar. Seems surprising, or uh, they just did it for fun because I I just don't see him going there, but. The the other option being why not why not that Juwan's recruiting is not now exclusively the bag man going after five stars. Dude, we still haven't done it yet. Maybe once all the desk settles for this college basketball season, we'll just like, hey, everyone, guess who's still on Michigan's team from last year? Um. (laughs) Guess, uh, here's the new cast of characters. Um, that team right now is in such a state of flux. It's unreal. Um, with, uh, transfers that have committed, but no one's saying a word about them and other things going on. It's, it's an interesting time for everyone. (laughs) Uh, it's new regime. Things are getting shaken out. Uh, it, it, we're we're very excited for Fletcher. Um, uh, all the best to you, but really, uh, don't go to Michigan. Um, let's move on to our second real sponsor. We are not doing a not a sponsor this episode. It just it didn't feel quite right. Um, so we want to let you know about our friend Brandon Sands. Brandon is a uh, mortgage loan originator. Uh, who works for one of the largest mortgage mortgage lenders in the country. That company is Guaranteed Rate. Brandon himself has closed over 10,000 loans, loans of all varieties. Uh, I think FHA is one. Uh, VA loans are a thing. You've got uh, 15-year mortgages, 30-year. Help me out here, Kevin. You have a house. Uh, you, got, you got a mortgage. You got a, you got a 30-year fixed. 30-year variable? Sure. All don't right. get that. <laughs> Although maybe that's not something we should be saying during uh, last last week. I asked to know how reverse mortgages were not predatory. This this week, I'm telling people don't get a variable rate mortgage. We're going to lose the second sponsor. <laughs> I will say we did have uh, at least one can't read, can't write uh, listener start alone with Brandon Sands. So I, I don't know if you've heard of more, but we've had at least one. So, um, uh, so that's, that's huge. Uh, we'll get, we'll get a testimonial for next week, maybe. Um, but the, anyway, the point is that uh, the reason Brandon wants to is, has generously, or, you know, has decided to, um, to reach out through us is that mortgage rates are literally at their lowest ever. 
And so if you happen to be in the market to buy a house, or if you are, uh, if you currently have a mortgage that we, and you're paying an interest rate 4% or higher, you're likely paying too much. So you can refinance with Brandon, save hundreds, sometimes thousands, if you consolidate other high interest debts in your refi, um, reach out to Brandon. He'll sit down with you, go over your long-term, short-term goals, go over your credit, go over your, you know, your earnings, yada, yada, yada. But the point is it'll be a consultative process where he takes a holistic, uh, you know, look at your financial health and what you want to do and picks the right product for you. You can reach Brandon at rate.com backslash Brandon Sands. That's R-A-T-E.com backslash B-R-A-N-D-E-N-S-A-N-Z. Rate.com backslash Brandon Sands. Kevin, it's Twitter question time. Brandon Sands. <laughs> I've been working on that the whole time you were doing that read. Was that good? Is that a good jingle? It was solid. Uh, you should pitch it to him. Um, I got to get him a did. Twitter account too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. First up in our Twitter questions this week is Raymond Chains, who first asks Tucker and Izzo both said conciliatory, but not very specific things in response to the police murder. Do you think the fans fawn over them? Uh, well, judging from the, uh, traffic from those responses on Twitter, the fans seemed appreciative, but not fawning. I don't think, um, you can disagree Raymond. If we fawned, uh, please let us know. We appreciate all feedback. Yeah. And I would just add on that there hasn't been a ton of empathetic leadership right now. So, you know, uh, coach Tucker as we discussed, maybe was sort of the most middle of the road um, uh, response, though there were inherent challenges in 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 what he's saying. And, um, you know, I, I I think, frankly, it's I don't I don't want to speak out of turn because I, I don't know, but it's entirely possible that his his race makes it more complicated to advocate on one side or another. He may feel more pressure. So. Um, I, I appreciate any leadership that they give on this issue. And if it's bringing awareness, I don't think it's fawning for us to be really appreciative of that. So agree. Next up from Raymond Chains, should we consider suspending University of Michigan sports this fall in the interest of safety? Risks are entirely avoidable. Risks aren't entirely avoidable, but it seems like a reasonable compromise. I agree, Raymond. I'm on board. Um, and you I know think- what? They would probably be like, oh, no, do we have to cancel sports? Oh, it's too bad. This is going to be our year and everything. <laughs> We've got a Heisman, and we totally were going to beat Ohio State this oh, year. Oh, yeah. Might as well just print those Michigan football 2020 champions t-shirts. Yeah, we were robbed. Um, I like this plan, Raymond. I I, I endorse Cosine wholeheartedly. Um yeah, uh, though I I would I would like Tucker's I you know win or lose I'm excited for Tucker's first game against U of M. Um, next up from Raymond is if sports don't come back, will you name this podcast Netflix and Chill or the Gretch and Jonesy Experience? Uh, to which Sawyer like Tom chimed in, I vote Spartan underscore Pod um, because we will never our. Oh, well, I was about to go somewhere that I shouldn't. One of the first mistakes that we made <laughs> was having a different Twitter handle than podcast name. 
Well, the, <laughs> the, the problem was is that uh, Can't Read, Can't Write was not available uh, on the old Twitter machine. So um, I, you know, I, I think Raymond's question is is kind of funny because we talked about how podcast is sort of devolving into just an experience in our friendship and less and less about our thesis. Um, it, it, uh, it, it reminds me of, um, uh, the Jesselnik and Rosenthal vanity project, which is, is a podcast I'm a big fan of ostensibly was about the NFL at one point in time, no longer, no longer at all. Um, so who knows where this goes? Um, Yeah. Next up from Raymond Chains, this week on the D'Antonio cam, trouble in the living room as Coach D doesn't know if he should keep it on CNN or watch ESPN reruns. Uh, <laughs> Raymond, I have a theory about what news network D'Antonio watches, and I don't think it's CNN. Shh, don't ruin this for everyone. Don't you <laughs> dare do this. Uh, he spent a lot of time recruiting young men of color that he considers his sons. Okay. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Uh, I think uh, I think is watching the ESPN reruns. Um, you know, he's he's stroking that Rose Bowl T-shirt and just remembering glory days, whether his or somebody else's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to read this one or shall I? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I will read it. Uh Raymond asks, remember when they all shit their pants and cried over Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> dignified and principled gesture? I wonder what they're saying now. Uh, and this uh, this actually spurred a great conversation between with, with Nate C. and Taylor Anderson, which we were very appreciative of. Um, and Taylor, I, I completely agree with his point in that conversation of like, yeah, uh, it was dignified and it wasn't taken seriously. And now like, and now what, what, yeah, you know, um, you had, which, I, I, I kind of buy that argument of like, you've had your damn chance a thousand times and it's not changing. This was exactly what he was, what he was kneeling for. So, yep. and, and, and it, for those who, you know, are maybe just now starting to revisit Colin Kaepernick. You know, he, he chose to do that gesture after consultation with veterans. And so, you know, it, it was a powerful, dignified and respectful act of civil disobedience. And, you know, a watching, uh, I was watching killer Mike, uh, talking, um, in Atlanta. I don't know if you saw that clip, by any chance, um, gave a far more articulate than anything I've said today, uh, sort of speech on, on organizing, planning, being strategic, you know, his plea was like, we don't need to burn the house down to do this, but we do need to be people of action. And so, yeah, uh, Raymond, in some, I do think they're shitting their pants and they should be. Uh, cause we should have paid attention then we should have paid attention decades ago. Anyway, good questions, Raymond. We appreciate them. Always appreciate you, Raymond. Next up from John Hubbard. Do we think Tucker has someone from the athletic department doing his Twitter for him? It's actually Mel Tucker running it or his sons earn their allowance based on how many likes he gets. 
<laughs> First off, did you see uh, Mel, did Mel Tucker like un- that tweet unboxing video on Instagram? I did uh, because um, he. I don't know if this was this was the the binocular thing a reference yes. to the woman on who called the police on the man trying to do birding. Wait, what was that? What that was? Was that all a giant performance piece? Well, I did. I don't know. It seemed like a big subtweet of like, I mean, it it would have been great if it had been, but that's do the other thing Mel- for people who weren't following. By the way, three murders and also some woman called the police on a black man and said that she was going to threaten him because of his race. So it's a been a Can- banner four a- weeks. A Canadian woman. Because oh, Canada thinks that they're post-race. So <laughs> I'm just going to point that out because <laughs> I've heard that from Canadians. Um, so Mel Tucker did an amateur unboxing video and he stressed how amateur it was of some new burden binoculars that he bought to see the various subjects because apparently the term is subjects in his yard because he set up three different birdhouses and it was shot by his son who was taking little shots at him throughout the seven minute video. And it was hilarious. <laughs> it's <was> amazing. <laughs> that man wanna... is so excited about his binoculars. <laughs> But let's be honest, this is so that Mel Tucker, who can't have organized activities right now, can like find strategic points and spy on the players to make sure the workouts are going well enough. To answer your question directly, John, I think the Twitter is augmented by someone that does that professionally. Um, But I think it's also him. I think his like true authentic self is coming through. Would, Would you agree with that statement? For sure. I, I, I mean, based on what I've read from people who've talked to him, he's all about being, you know, seeing what other programs are doing and, and doing something different, trying to to innovate and be, you know, especially in the recruiting space. And so him being him on Twitter, that's real. Now, if his sons are doing some of it, if his wife is doing some of it, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, hell, there's plenty of pictures of him, him not holding the camera. So um, I, I'm sure that it's a family effort, but it's definitely him. So uh, next up from John, how would you describe the Power Five Commissioner's request that Congress do the, their job for them regarding player compensation? Cowardly, yellow-bellied, or just chicken shit? Well, I will say, and I don't mean to disagree with you, John, but I would say that Power Five Commissioners probably have a reason why they don't want to do it themselves. It seems like my first reaction would be this is not something that we want to leave to the Congress because they cannot be relied upon to do anything well. Um, I don't know. I don't know enough about this, this request. Do you know anything about this? Well, I, you know, I, I don't know about the request specifically, but I, you know, longtime listeners of the pod, John will know that we we talked at length about name image and name image and likeness potentially being a problem if there are disparate rules and regulations through the 50 states the same would be true of the conferences and so it may be that the power 5 commissioners have gotten together and said hey you know what's a really bad idea is for us to have different rules you're and talking about the to- commerce clause here well no i'm just i'm saying that 
that um, the reason the NCAA was trying to punt to Congress and the reason the Power Five commissioners are probably trying to punt to, from, to Congress is for a very practical reason, which is that we don't want to have a uh, we want to have uh, equity or not equity. We want to have equality through our conference. So we don't want Michigan to have different rules than Ohio and who has different rules than Illinois, um, because then as a conference, we just have to go with whichever one had the most sort of aggressive uh, name, image and likeness rules. And then we don't want to have competition amongst ourselves as as conferences to try and lure athletes to each of our respective conferences. That's not good for sports. Um, now. It, it, what's not good is is for it, athletes to have different compensation opportunities because of the conference they play in, other than by virtue of the fact of like how uh, you know how how popular college sports are in that conference. So I, I think this is a pragmatic request um, and just a place that it it doesn't make sense for them to lead. If the NCAA wanted to lead here, I'm good with that. And finally, from John Hubbard, is there if there was a law that we had to change our name, our legal name to our last AIM screen name, how would we know you two as? Well, John, uh, I don't know what AIM is because I am youthful and uh, uh, I am. A <laughs> I'll tell you my there. kick name. <laughs> uh, I think mine was the same as my MSU email, which was Jones M77. Wait, you didn't have AIM before you went to college? I did, but I changed it. So you're oh, saying what does ask one? most recent? Mm-hmm. Oh, Scotch Brand Tape, baby. I'd be Scotch Brand Tape. That's Scotch right. Scotch Brand Tape, big Gretch. Um, next up from Anthony Garvert. Uh, I ran a poll this past week on the superior lawn mowing shoe of choice, but need the can't read, can't write weigh in. New Balance 608 or Nike Air Monarchs? And then I appreciated this, uh, Anthony, because I didn't want to go to the Coles website. Um, <laughs> he provided images of both of them. My chief concern is how white they are for, <laughs> for a lawn mowing shoe. Hoof. Yeah. Hoof. Um, I, I will say, you know, uh, New Balance is sort of the um, – the older man's shoe, which, you know, would, would kind of fit in with that lawn mowing lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say I personally mow the lawn in Nikes. So I think I got to go to Nikes. I think my lawn mowing shoes are Nikes too, but I'm going to go New Balance because my next set will be New Balance. When I go out and I purposely purchase lawn mowing <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Um, uh, next up from Anthony Garver, because many of our Twitter listeners are going segment fishing, pick an ice cream <laughs> flavor for every big 10 school, not necessarily the flavor created by the dairy score. We're not going to do this off the cuff. I don't know, unless you've got a list over there that you no, with. No, uh, we, I mean, yeah, we'll, um, all right. All right, Anthony. I hear you. I see. I, I see, see you. what you're doing. Next we up might, is we might have a segment on this. Later. <laughs> um, I want to just say, by the way, thank you all for your questions. My mood is being lifted a little bit, so I appreciate it. Um, next up from Anthony is what is one sport you wish you could be amazing at instantly? Greg, 
I assume that this is beach volleyball for you. Yeah, because I already got the shorts and I wear them around the house. I'd like to be able and to you do got that the, outside. You, you got that volleyball length. I'm going to go golf on this or tennis. Ooh. Like what's the, what's the sport where like you, you have the longest and most lucrative career. Is it golf or is it tennis? I mean, maybe NASCAR. Is it NASCAR? Uh, yeah, I would, I would go golf because there's the, uh, the senior tour as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're still getting that sponsorship lifestyle. But Ooh, problem, you'd have to hang out with golfers. That's, a, <laughs> that's an issue for me. I'm going to go with tennis because I think tennis players are probably a little bit better to, to have a drink with and golfers. Um, so if I'm like amazing, like I could, I could dominate pro sports. Um, I, I think I gotta go baseball and pitching, right? Like, Mm. I mean, they get paid insane amounts of money. Yeah. But ready for that Tommy John surgery though. I mean, I hear you just come back better than ever. Yeah. Right. Uh, next question from Anthony Garvert is, have you watched Avatar on Netflix yet? If yes, what do you appreciate most from the rewatching experience? Are we talking Avatar The Last Airbender? Or we are. Okay. He's definitely not talking about the film James about Cameron. to become a quadrilogy, I believe. Um, because new Avatar films are coming fast and furious in the next couple of years. Get ready. I know that we were all clamoring for them. So be excited. <laughs> I, have I remember never when seen... that movie came out, by the way, and people were like, well, you didn't watch it in 3D. Like you missed out then. You didn't get the full experience. I'm like, the, the script sucked. It was a terrible movie. Anyway. The visuals were amazing, though. I disagree Who cares? I was one of those movie. people saying, see it in 3D. It, it was cool. Right. It was cool at the time. Anyway, the his technology. question, though. Have uh, I haven't watched one? Avatar. I'll be honest. I haven't watched it. Have you? Have you ever seen mm-hmm. it? It's old. I haven't. Yeah, I saw it. I've, I've, it's in the queue. Uh, I'll get to it, though, when I get... I, I've got, like, Ozarks. I want to watch the session. I got some other things. Um, There's, like, a billion things. I finally have an answer to the question of, like, is there a recommendation you should be making? Um for streaming now that we're starting to get out of this thing, the, what we do in the shadows TV show is supposed to be spectacular and it's my next TV show up. So I'm let's all watch that together. Okay. Um, propose that. All right. That's what the podcast will turn into. Um, and last question from Anthony, are we actually in the worst timeline right now? Or you can just rewatch community. Um, the answer, uh, we, I mean, there were indicators of this. When Dennis Rodman was our unofficial envoy to North Korea, that should have really tipped us off mm-hmm. that we were heading mm-hmm. in a weird, weird direction. Yep. Um, it does seem like we're in the worst timeline right now. But yep. what I learned from community is that it can always get worse. So, <laughs> And it does day after day after day. Yeah, don't um, refresh Twitter. <laughs> we don't need a meltdown right now. Yeah, uh, I also want to apologize. Can't read, can't write has not been on Twitter because we collectively have been sad. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) Next up, Sawyer Like Tom coming in hot with questions. First one is, after Izzo's precious read aloud of The Legend of Mackinac Island, what book would you like to see read and by what Spartan? Hmm. Um, I'm going to go with... Um, uh, I'm going to go see now this is difficult because I have to think of a book. And as we know from the title of the podcast, I cannot read and I cannot write. Um, let's go with the, I want, uh, I want Moneyball to be read by Mark D'Antonio because he seems to think that holding the ball makes you win. And it's not just (laughs) a function of winning teams tended to have the ball more often. (laughs) (laughs) I I like that one. That's good. All right. Uh, (laughs) I could see him doing the narration for the audiobook and having to keep cutting it because he's like, wait, this is an interesting point. Be like, wait, so we shouldn't be punting inside the opponent's 50-yard line? (laughs) I'm sorry, Mark. We love you, buddy. We do love you. Uh, All right, next up. Which is worse to find in your bathroom towel, a spider or a centipede? Uh, Well, I think there's a continuum, right? Like centipede is worse up into a point when spider gets way, way worse, right? Yes. If if the spider is sufficiently large, it's the spider. Yeah. Um, but generally, centipedes are gross, and I want nothing to do with them. The it, spider... This would be an interesting chart. At what <laughs> point of spider does it get worse than centipede would be my yeah. question. What's its diameter need to be? Yeah. If Like an inch? Because if it's an inch, you're talking a pretty good, good-sized spider there. I don't know, because then you've also got to trend up the centipede at the same time. Because mm. like, All right. I, don't, I hate this question. Yep. I Moving hate, on. I... If your <laughs> wives had a podcast together, what would it be about? Bonus. What would it be called? Um, uh, Zill watches a little reality TV, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. she's She watches The Bachelor. She watches. Uh, it's mostly The Bachelor and Bachelor related properties at this point i'm i'm sure that they could get on board for some joint reality tv shows and i'm gonna go ahead and say that it's called reality check oh that's not bad um next up from sawyer like tom i want to hear which one of you can describe a socially distanced tailgate in the most entertaining way not sure how to phrase it as a question but the points don't matter this month so i guess you have to deal (laughs) Uh, it's like the, um, whose line is it anyway? Yeah. It's like whose line. Um, so <laughs> it's socially um, a tailgate. The points don't matter. I will say, um, I, I think first that, uh, to, to make sure that everyone's socially distanced and staying safe, um, the, there's a beer pong table and it has a large piece of plexiglass over the center of it. Um, same with uh the uh the cornhole uh you know uh boards there's a large piece of plexiglass at the beginning of the board both making it so that your bag cannot fall off the front and also making it very difficult to land a shot um 
the uh, someone has inevitably decided to put like saran wrap or something over any bowl of common munching food. Yet uh, people need to continue to touch that cover and then still stick their hand in the bowl. Scrubby um, paws. Or they've decided to put like potato chips as single serve on a toothpick. Um, and uh, obviously no one's really uh, tailgating very effectively because eventually everyone has to go to the bathroom uh, and they are waiting in line like it's Home Depot six feet apart. Uh, and I guess it's obviously it was BYO because uh, didn't want to create a common germ area. What do you got? Yeah. I would class up this tailgate with a liquor luge, a nice liquor luge too, that needs to be sanitized in between every <laughs> use. So you have to like pour bleach down it and then you have to rinse it for four <laughs> hours and then the next person can go. Or or people I, are just spraying it with like sanitizer and then which makes the next luge kind of an adventure in what chemicals are going into your mouth. And then at a certain point, we just decide the vodka does the sanitizing for us and we just throw it all out or we just because go straight moonshine 151 luge it's a 151 luge 151 only <laughs> all right next up uh with regard to the protest what is an aspect of u.s history that you feel like you learned way too late and when you learned it said why the hell didn't i learn that in school and then she adds uh mine was learning about Mine was learning this year about the Tulsa massacre from Watchmen, which says a lot. Actually, that is exactly the thing that I thought of when yep. I read this question. Yeah. I thought I, that was fiction for, while I was watching it. And then I looked it up later and found out that it was real. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, there's a, and what's sad is I am quite confident. There is more stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, that I just don't know about. Um, and it's, you know, I, I think there's just way too much in this country about before the civil war and not nearly enough about reconstruction and structural issues that, that remain. I, I think, and this is, I'm speaking only for myself. I think we were kind of taught in school that slavery was bad and then we fixed it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, that, that is, that is a very astute observation. And, and I would say, um, you know, we, we talked about, um, us making a point to try and do, do more, um, to be better allies and instead of just having values, living them. Um, there is a, for our white listeners, um, I don't pretend that everyone is, um, but there is a list of 75 things that uh, white people can do. Uh, it's very Googleable, um, and it is a good list of, of things that you can do. And one of them, for instance, is actually uh, that very thing, Kevin, is um, having a very frank conversation with your children's educators about how they're teaching um, history and race in America. Um, and... Obviously, if it's not being done well enough, you make sure that you get it taught at home. Mm -hmm. So, um, next CT up, CTNTC. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, CTNTC says, "I wish I had some snarky questions for you, but not really feeling it right now." Stay safe and Godspeed. Um, we hear you, CT. Uh, not sure if you'll tune into this episode. I know um, 
for instance, when the tournament got canceled, uh, you skipped a week and I get it. Um, this, uh, this is a, oftentimes a place of levity, but we hear you and we appreciate the sentiment. Um, next up is Jerbear. Jerbear. <laughs> we're, we're sticking with that. Jerbear. Uh, he says, you have to explain 2020 to a child when they grow up. What do you say and what actions do you plan to take in 2020 so when you tell them what happened, you don't feel like you let them down? This seems like a dad-to-dad question. I, I think it's uh, maybe... I, I think you could chime in on this one too, but um, Jer, uh, kind of grappling with that right now. Um, and certainly um, going to make sure I cast a ballot in November. Um, I'm going to make sure that I get other people to cast ballots in November. And, but that's, that's just sort of the top end of things. Um, I would recommend, uh, again, that list of 75 things. Um, there's a lot of self-educating you can do through that list. Uh, Greg, you were reading, uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates's, uh, essay, right? Yeah. Ta-Nehisi. Um, yes, yes. Thank you. Um, the, um, and he's got many fantastic essays. Um, yes. Not um, just the case for reparations. There are others no. as well. He's a wonderful um, writer. And but, he wrote comic books. So you don't even have to read like serious stuff. You can also pick up a <laughs> pick up a book or two, you know? Get another comic book store. Um, but you know, uh Jaber, I uh I plan to be a little bit more engaged with uh activism and going out for rallies and causes that I believe in. Um, With a mask and with social distancing. Yes. uh, I will be taking my AK to the Capitol steps to breathe in people's faces. Only Uh, police. (laughs) You doing anything, Kevin? That sounds right. I, I will admit I did not participate in the Lansing protest this weekend. And I kind of wondered to myself why I didn't. Um, I, have been trying to get myself more civically involved and I have been trying to make myself available for those things. Um, you know, the challenges at MSU really kind of woke me up to that kind of stuff. Um, so I, uh, I probably will be participating in some kind of a upcoming peaceful protest. Um, yeah. And, the, and I think the thing is about that, like, sometimes for me, I'll just speak for me. I let the perfect get in the way of the good or the better. And so, you know, sometimes it's like, if I, if I can't do all the things that I'm supposed to be doing, then I, I sometimes don't do any of them. And that's just stupid. I I've been stupid in the past. And so, um, you know, you miss a protest. It's okay. (laughs) There, There will be another one. Um, so yeah. Um, with that, you want to head to the man who's back. Oh, look who's back. Back again. Uh, do you want to do these back. lightning round? Yeah. Really fast? Yeah. All right. Hit me with the first one. Spider-Man or Hulk? Spidey, and it's not even close. It's like Absolutely. not even a question, Upper Deck Jerk Guy. I want to spend 20 minutes on this, <laughs> on how it's obviously Spidey. Oh, my God. The Hulk 
are you serious? Who chooses the Hulk <laughs> in this situation? It's Spidey now. It's Spidey tomorrow. It's always been Spidey. And I don't know if you noticed, but then we had a bit of a moment where Iron Man took the throne as like the Marvel hero. And that's a product of Robert Downey Jr. doing such a good job in the role and kind of becoming the de facto like leader of of the Avengers, even though, you know, that he never really served that role in the comics. As far as I'm aware, um, usually that was like Reed Richards or, or someone else, Captain America. Um, so yeah, it's Spidey. Spidey's coming back. The Spidey movies are good. Now we've got a good Spider-Man. Yeah. I was going to ask you, who's your favorite, uh, who's your favorite Spider-Man, uh, actor? Uh, current one is probably the Tom best Holland. Spider-Man actor, Tom Holland. But yeah. I like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies probably the best. Still, the Tobey Maguire ones. Movies. Yeah, as movies, I like them better than the more recent Spider-Man movies. Although I really liked Far From Home, I liked that mm-hmm. a lot. I liked it to such a point where like you can almost forget that Mysterio is obviously the bad guy. Um. And when the reveal happens, it's sort of like, oh, yeah, I should have been waiting for that the whole time. Um, here it is. Uh, it's uh, it's spoilers for Spider-Man Far From Home. But uh, it's it's Spidey, and you're an idiot if you choose the Hulk. And so are we going to do idiot. this as a lightning round? or? Yeah, I don't care from here. Um, next up, who's your top man crush right now? Who's your overall top crush, regardless of gender? Uh, well, I would have to say, um, uh, top man crush is obviously Grek. Um, Aww. and, uh, top overall crush, regardless of gender. Uh, why am I blanking on her name right now? Yeah. Who forgets their wife's name? <laughs> no, my, my wife is my love, not my crush. Um, what's her phrase from the good place? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Like um, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Come on. Yeah. Oh, I'm disappointed in myself. Anyway, uh, so it goes in terms of uh, love and affection. It is my wife, Greg, Kristen Bell. That's I, I like where I'm at on that list. I would also point out, um, watch Pootie Tang. It's an early Kristen Bell role before she... Got some work done. Anyway, um, next up. Uh, also, Pootie Tang is awesome. Uh, what's better, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, next up, what's your Myers-Briggs profile? I brought this up. So, um, I used know to know. I don't. I, I know it's an. I think it's an I-N, but I don't know about after that. Ooh, that's introversion intuition. What's the, um, what's the opposite of the intuition? Uh, sensing. You focus on the reality of how things are. You pay attention to concrete facts and details. Wait, then I think I'm I whatever sensing is. Um, I S F J. No, J. Yeah, I think it's I S J F or F J. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what I am. Introversion, sensing, feeling, judging. <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> But the uh, whatever the third one is, I was very close to the other one. Perceiving, thinking, and feeling. Oh, judging and perceiving. Uh, yeah, are the options. Yeah, I, those were close for me. Excellent. Yeah, excellent work. Do you know yours? No, I don't. 
Um, okay, <laughs> but Upper Deck Jerk Guy asks, what sign are you? Do you read horoscopes? Uh, I am a cancer and nope. We are both cancers. <laughs> <laughs> then why don't we get along so well? Um, is that how that works? Um, yeah. Will early opening and protests cause us to lose sports this fall, especially at the college level? Some protests might be worth losing sports in the fall. Um, others are not worth losing sports in the yeah. fall. Uh, I I don't know how to answer that. It's a tough question, Upper Deck Jerk Guy. All I know is that, uh, what it, where's uh, Traverse City? What county is it? Grand Traverse? Sure. Uh, I'll say that. They, we'll go with that. We'll get um, corrected if we're wrong. They had two weeks of no new cases and now have new cases. Yeah. So thanks, Memorial Day. Um, would you rather have feet for hands or hands for feet? Oh, my God. Hands for feet, obviously. Oh, yeah. my God. It's not even a question. Will AI kill us all within your lifetime? I uh, like how he says not his lifetime. Um, maybe, uh, but it's I don't think so. Possible. <laughs> I keep this is one of those things where like I keep waiting for it. It's like, you remember when we were told that driverless cars were going to happen in like 2018 and now here we are and it seems like no closer. I, yeah. I kind of wonder if like we're in the diminishing returns for AI. Um, but what do I know? Next up, what's next for in 2020? Major earthquake, back-to-back, back cat five hurricanes? Category five. Back to back to back category five hurricanes asteroid. Well, we already had an asteroid come nearby. Um, there's that super volcano in Yellowstone that will definitely destroy all life on Earth. I'm guessing that thing is cooking. All right, there <laughs> it is. What equipment do you use to record the pod? We uh, are in a very professional uh, podcast studio, our protector guy. Uh, we're surrounded by noise dampening. Uh, we're using specialized equipment and we definitely don't just have two audio technica USB microphones plugged into regular computers. <laughs> you have a pop guard. Um, I do. But, uh, I will take a second to again, brag on Kevin. Kevin does the editing on this. And, um, I would say that there is, there are a number of very professional podcasts that are run by members of the MSU media that I think we sound better than, and we record remotely. So that's all, Kevin. Appreciate you. Um, Appreciate you, Jonesy. Appreciate you, Upper Deck Jerk Guy. Next question. Do you collect anything? Uh, no. Not like, ex- I mean, things end up being around the house, but there's nothing that I'm like, I'm collecting this. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, no, that might not be true. Uh, beer caps from the state of Michigan, because I was gifted one of those like state of Michigan things that you put beer caps into. So I end up keeping those. I am, uh, my grandfather had a, uh, a national park passport book and I am on a mission to finish collecting, um, the stamps to parks that he didn't go to. That's very um, nice. I don't know if that counts, but that's my thing. Uh, next question. What should get a reboot? Quantum Leap, $6 million man, Buck Rogers, new radio. Uh, Buck Rogers, obviously. We're on a new frontier of space. Uh, next question, Kevin, and uh, answer this honestly. <laughs> Have you ever taken a male enhancement pill? How did it work? 
Well, are we talking about chemically? How did it work? <laughs> Can't speak to that. Uh, I don't know anything about these. I don't think they even exist. I think, I, I mean, again, there are certain questions that we get that really clock the age of the asker. And it, in this case, it wasn't which should get a reboot, Quantum Leap, $6 million man, Buck Rogers, or new radio. It was this one. <laughs> Uh, Jonesy, what's the worst fashion choice you ever made? Uh, I believe it was my freshman year of college. I dyed my hair black. How about you? You did? Yeah. Oh, God, that would be a terrible choice. <laughs> oh, man. My worst fashion choice is I wore the same terrible jeans for too long. Like, yeah. I kept buying the exact same jeans over and over and over again. That was a mistake and a long lasting one at that. Um, next question is how many friends would you say you have and how would you define a friend? This is a good question. This is a good question. It's something that you have to grapple with. We both did this recently. Uh, when you make decisions around your wedding, this is, it's a very MySpace situation of like, who's my top eight? Who else am I friending? You have to draw a line at a certain point and it's tough. It depends on often circumstances that you can't control, but that makes you actually start like tearing or lining up. I'm fortunate that I think it's, I have a lot of friends. I, um, I especially now I've, I've come to realize that I'm actually pretty fortunate in the number of people that seem interested in talking to me on a semi recent, you know, you know, regular basis, uh, including the, my, my podcast poster partner over here. I'm, I'm on beer too. So <laughs> I say poster instead of partner. Um, well, but what, I mean, what I obviously you? would, I would obviously count the thousands of listeners we have as all friends. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, um, I don't know. I actually would, I would probably answer differently in that. Um, I, I'm guessing that the people that I would truly count as a, like a real friend. And for me, I would define it as if, if I was genuinely in a place of need, I could call somebody and they would, they would be able to help me. They would do what they could to help me, um, you know, up to the limits of their capability. And, and for that, I would say I've got under 20, um, but, you know, those people I stay in really regular contact with. Greg and I chat most days, if not over the phone, but, you know, via text or whatever. And we certainly talk one to two times a week for this nonsense. Um, and I've got a handful of other friends like that, that, you know, I actually pick up the phone and talk to those people. So, um, yeah. Uh, next question from the Epidemic Jerk Guy is, what do you think is most likely, many worlds interpretation, M theory, or the anthropic principle? Uh, all right. <laughs> Googling it on the air. Here we go. Uh, these are all about the, the meaning of life. Anthropic principle... Um, this is really great. This is all string theory stuff. Oh, um, I like anthropic principle. I anthropic principle is pretty good. Uh, it's all about like 
observations by the observer um, and that universes are constrained by the necessity to allow you. No, I no longer like it that much. <laughs> um, tell you what. I'm a many world person. Many yeah, worlds. let's do that. There are a million, there are infinite worlds and you listen to this podcast on all of them. It's you are one pot. You're one constant upper deck jerk guy. You also withheld your questions and all of the infinite universes for the last, not last week, but the week before. So I think you should introspect on that and like <laughs> who you are as a person that you withheld questions for a whole week. Um, out of spite. Out of spite in all the infinite universes. And what what that means, what that says about you. And maybe our universe will get a little bit better. <laughs> Going hard at the upper deck jerk guy. <laughs> upper deck that- jerk guy. Those are fantastic questions. We're happy to have you back. Next up, B-list, last Twitter questioner. J.K. Simmons was your pick to play Izzo in the Spartan Sports movie. It's worth the dead air to Google him and see what he looks like now. Then he included a Hulk gif, uh, which is worse than Spider-Man. I looked it up. J.K. Simmons is jacked. So uh, good for you, J.K. Good for you. Holy crap. Yeah, and that picture that he's referencing was from like three years ago, if you actually read the article that it's attached to just a snack have you watched whiplash i've heard i've heard bad things then i heard good things and then i heard people come back around again on whiplash i've not Um, i didn't know about it i will check it out now though because i love jk simmons um next question for me list is drew carey drives up to your house pulling a trailer with the following items two jet skis a harley davidson a snowmobile and 14 gallons of hand sanitizer. Which do you pick? Well, in that scenario, he's from like mid-Michigan for sure. Uh, uh, what do you take? Uh, I mean, I'm definitely not taking the Harley or the snowmobile because this might lose us listeners, but I would never participate in those two death traps. Um, so jet skis, <laughs> way safer. Up. What's that? I said Taylor Anderson just hung up. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, I guess the hand sanitizer, right? I'm going to take the jet skis. I'm going to sell one of them. I'm going to buy some hand sanitizer. I'm going to keep the other jet ski. I like Just that. keep it in the backyard with a tarp over it. The neighbors will <laughs> love it. <laughs> Maybe you get a custom cover at some point in time. Um, and finally, main, yeah, you got it. On the main, MSU revenue generating sports are played by black student athletes and watched by white students. Why is that? Wow. Finishing it off. Um, well, I I would say it's a bit of a blanket statement. Um, but, you know, one of the reasons, not one of the reasons, but like, you know, it, it's pretty clear that... Um, we we can't just we it's almost objectifying black athletes and black people to just enjoy them for some entertainment product and not be genuine allies i want to like i gotta go back to that and that we gotta do more but um certainly it's a mix i mean foster lawyers there um thomas kithier's there like it's 
I don't mean to like just pick one out, but I I don't I don't know, man. Um, My answer to this would be pragmatically, it's largely a function of who has the expendable income to, you know, go. Yeah. And I mean, I'll be honest, there were years when it was difficult for me to choose uh, what student sections I would be joining. Um, And I come from, you know, a place of, you know, generational wealth. Um, So when you are not always, this is again, a blanket statement, born into a culture that has had systematic um advantages disadvantages you know we can talk about redlining we can talk about home ownership we can talk about availability of you know other financial you know like yeah the truth is that banking is a tool and it is not available to a large number of people particularly of uh african-american descent for long periods of time um it means that you have to make decisions and being a spectator at a sports game is a huge, huge luxury. So, um, there are plenty of black spectators. If you look around, you know, they're there. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a difficult thing to do. It's like one of the last things that you would be able to spend money on for something that's already very expensive, let's remember. Um, So a lot of those students are getting those tickets on student loans because they have family members that have said to them or demonstrated to them, take the loans, it's worthwhile. You know, you will get to, you know, this economic system that we have will pay off for you and you'll be able to pay these loans back. And that is not always the model for... um, people of color American students um, or people of color generally. Uh, But that's just me speculating as a white dude. So I probably could have asked my, one of my African-American roommates why he didn't get white. Did Lou get tickets? Uh, I don't think he did. I don't know that he did either, but, Lou might have. Do you think it was for wrestling reasons? Let's just text Lou after this. And ask <laughs> All <him> right. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, we. I do. I want to say thank you again to everyone who asked Twitter questions and everyone who tuned in this week. Um, we will uh, try and be more articulate going forward, and um, you know, continue to talk about these things, but go back to a bit of a more regular show. Um, we will have last month's uh, Twitter question winner uh, announced tomorrow when this episode comes out. And um, we will, uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Kevin, go green, go white, Mike Jones, go white. Bop, 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 bop.